Built from the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Neary. Thanks for joining me. So today I'm here with Seth Robinson. Seth and I have been friends since, I'm not really sure what year it was, but uh, probably since I was... 89? 89. Since I was was 89. So I was 7, 8, or 9. So yeah, somewhere 7, 8, or 9. So it's been a long time. 30 years plus and um, we're talking with Seth today he's actually an artist a graphic designer um, and a bunch of other things he's he's probably one of the people I know and art wise at least right and so when people would say to me look look how awesome I am I would say things like yeah I'm not that impressed because I grew up with a lot of talented (laughs) friends and Seth was one of them so Seth how are you doing today Okay, Justin. Thanks. So How actually, I'm pretty good. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm I'm good. So Seth and I were just talking, um, doing a video chat just a little bit ago, and he he wanted to talk about some business things, and so I said, well, wait, let's let's make this a podcast. Now, I'm going to start by saying Seth has um, recently drawn uh, for my business a bunch of uh, chimney images that we're going to use in our marketing materials. And I posted those on one of the uh, forums on Facebook, actually, Chimney World. And so anyone who wants to check that out, you could just take them, use them however you want. I paid for them, and they're yours to use if you want. And um, if you need some some services, some design services, website, graphics, logos, custom drawing, Seth is your guy. And so how do you, before we get started, how do you get a hold of you for that, Seth? You can go to SethDraws.com. That's S-E-T-H-D-R-A-W-S.com. Okay. So check check his page out. He's done some pretty cool things. Tell us about some of the projects you've been involved in in recent times. Recent times? Well, I work... I mean, I, I did, like, freelance for years um, back in the late 2010s, early 2010s, anyway. And then I worked for a college for a while. I was I was a graphic design coordinator at Bucks County Community College. And um, I was doing freelance all that time as well, doing like odd jobs, I, you know, just doing things with businesses and things. But then I got to meet the creator of the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I did some odd jobs for him. And then he hired me to work on his show on Netflix full time. And I did that for like three years, um, starting in 2016 to 2019 about. And that was really, really interesting. That was I mean, I did so much on that show. It was I did comedy writing, I did, I, I managed the create a lot of the creative stuff like art direction type things. It was a general creative producer role, but I did not only on the TV show but on the live show and on all the other things that 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 he did creatively with his brand and everything. I just kind of managed the visuals and kind of helped um, define you know keep keep quality going you know um, and. I'm kind of losing my words right now because it's late in the day. But anyway, yeah, so I worked for that show, and it was really neat. I got to design merchandise, hire people that built props, work with people that built props, design props. It, it was a really diverse kind of workload, and it was really fun. And now I'm back to doing graphic design, illustration, um, and, and just general like creative project management with people and stuff. I worked in L.A. for a few years doing... Um, commercials and stuff doing kind of like you know creative consulting on commercials and and fabricating and things like that um and i still freelance for mystery science theater 3000 as well as other people cool yeah so uh the dog's barking in the background i don't know if you could hear it i can uh, (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) that's mr pip um so yeah um just for the audience the uh, mystery science theater if you haven't seen it like it's an old show. We used to watch that as kids, and I, yeah. I remember um, it, that was part of our summers watching that and then swimming in Seth's pool and, <laughs> sit, and sitting on the hot rocks. Yeah. And uh, Seth could walk on on the stone driveway with his feet, and it didn't hurt. And I could never walk on it, and I was always jealous because my feet would kill walking on the stones. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of training to get it to, to be able to do it. You gotta. Yeah. Put in the time. I was really jealous. And then he would make fun of my feet and tell me they were ugly. And it's true. I have weird. No, I, I would never say <laughs> that. Like, I mean, I guess looking. we did. 
<laughs> we were complete jerks to each other. I remember we would bicker all day. Yeah, so we had a lot of good times. We uh, that's when kids were kids, you know. We went out, we were outside playing. We <laughs> yeah, did not, play Nintendo a little bit. Not a bunch of COVID kids. Kids are allowed to go outside. <laughs> um, so that show, like, the reason that that's it's really impressive the work he did on that. And and if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a really funny show. Um, I actually got the privilege of just helping out one day with one of the guys who was building some sets. And I got to get my name in the credits, which is awesome. So um, I think it got in the credits for a bunch of episodes, though, even though I didn't, I didn't do, I only worked on one episode. I can't remember if that's true or not. Is that true, Seth? Does it I go forget. On? I'm, pr- I'm I sure, I'm pretty sure it thanks. did. Yeah, yeah. And nobody believes me when I tell them that's me. They just think it's someone else with my name. But it's true. <laughs> and I actually had an IMDB entry for, I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, that went in there because I helped on that. So that was pretty cool. It's your claim to fame. That's how you got this Soot Soldiers <laughs> chimney business. Yeah. So um, check that out. Check Seth's art out. And if you want like custom paintings, he does paintings and stuff. Of oh, animals. yeah, I do. Yeah. Paintings, anything like that. Yeah. Like I, I was doing pet portraits for a while. It was kind of like unique version of like a pet portrait where it kind of customized your pet's personality, where there was a thought bubble that came out of the actual framed image and like hung outside separately it was kind of funny um yeah i want i want my dog done at some point <laughs> yeah he's the, he's the most important being besides my wife he's a really dignified boy <laughs> he's a dog boy that's what he is so anyway so check that out check seth's art out and see if you can if you need anything get in touch with him or if you can't yeah for for most listeners today it's like i kind of partner with people and I'm just kind of there to help them with all the stuff that they need to make it with regards their brand like if they have a website if they have to make tools that go along to communicate with their clients to help them envision their process or to help your client envision how you can you know interface with them and things and if you have a message for them I pretty much help people with that um, it's kind of a combination of you know design or illustration and communicating with you know words I can do writing and stuff to help you not like I'm not like heavy-duty copywriter but usually if you know your business I can help you say things if you say it straight I can help you say it great you know kind of a little bit better and um, yeah just help you make tools that your business can use now if you're if you're listening to this podcast you're you're probably in the chimney world um, and you might be thinking well I don't really need those services but I'm here to tell you, you do. Um, we all need some sort of... Um, somebody just walked outside by my driveway. I just saw their shadow. Peeping Thomases. That's weird. We got to take them out. <laughs> so yeah, we, <laughs> we got to get rid of them. <laughs> we, need, um, we need graphic services. So don't, in other words, don't just like use the template website that GoDaddy has. You have to customize it. You should have a logo. It's very important. You should have a brand. Uh, we've talked about building your brand in the past, uh, but that's super important. And Seth can Seth can definitely help you with that. Um, give them the, yeah. the, the message, right? And you, even you can... even if you have like a templated website or something, a lot of people use Squarespace, things like that. Like I just help them make it look a little bit better, and I just help you know organize things. Like when you have a website, you have something called a process funnel. You want people to move through the site and do, you usually have a few tasks you want to accomplish with the website and I can just help you do it more effectively and, and yeah. make it look better. Cool. So better. there's a lot to that and, and many people think, well, I'll just have my nephew do it. Well, that, that can work because kids are pretty tech savvy now. But there's a lot that goes into designing a website for people to actually go through it with a, with a, in a particular order to get them to go to where you want, to get them to hit that action item or whatever and, and do something rather than just back hitting the back button and going to your competitor. Now, Seth, um, do me a favor. Can you move that microphone somewhere where it won't pop so much? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do a, do a P. Go P. Puh, puh, puh. That's better. Okay. Try that. All right. I Is think that, that might that might be a little better. Maybe it'll be more echoey now, but um, we, we want to not have too many pop noises. 
All right. All right. I'm going to put it right here. <laughs> see how it goes. Smart enough. All right. So <laughs> Seth has a business now. He, right. You have a business. You've had one all along. Yeah, I've had one. I've been a sole proprietor. I I'm, I'm kind of branching out. I actually, I had to start over in a few ways, you know, like COVID changed things. And when I moved to Los Angeles, some crazy things happened that made it, made my just my life trajectory change. And I kind of simplified and I moved to New Mexico. And now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm starting over sometimes um, with outreach. I mean, I have some clients, but I, I need to get back into the whole game of, you know, I'm providing a service for people. And I need to I need to find a niche client. Sometimes I need to figure out what that niche is. Right now it's kind of general business to business. And but I you know, I want to you know define my niche more and do different things. I'm also I also started a um an apparel company. It's all online right now, but it's custom like stuff I've designed and I'm it's um that's another thing I'm learning about is just you know selling online and having an online store. And I I a lot of it I'm just trying to figure out um, the the most effective way for me to prioritize my time and energy to have you know do things that I find satisfying and and make money of course you know all right so living. this is this that's good stuff so now you know that business a chimney sweep business whatever it's all the same really at the core at its core in my opinion so how do you do think you, it's similar so you're providing a serve. You're, you're doing something for someone mm -hmm. and asking them to give you money. Right. There you go. <laughs> so, do you have to, do you have to supply a proposal to people when you, yeah, big go? time. First yes. time. Yeah. So like not for every job we do, like we, so if right. we're doing a sweep, we're going into someone's house and just doing something, providing a, a basic service and there's not yeah. much to it. We, so we don't do anything with proposals there, but when we have to do jobs, now we're, it's a similar process because I, I remember doing proposals back in the day for other things. It's all the same, really. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Here's what we're not going to do. That's another. So I just learned this yesterday on a, a, a meeting with, with Chad Murray and some of his clients and a special guest. That, um, you want to you put in your proposals things you're not going to do. Like, so I'm not sure how much it applies in the, in the graphics world. But, for instance, in, in the service business, if we're going to fix a chimney, you know, you say all the things you will do, and that's great. But how about the things you're not going to do, like destroy their their bushes when you put a ladder up on their house or, or get debris in their yard? So I right. would think in the same way it could be translate over to, to your type of business. Um, if you build a website, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to hold your domain hostage for 20 years. You're, you know, whatever whatever the, the thing is that you're right, providing. Yeah being really clear about what you're going to provide and making sure they do know that, you know, I'm also that like we do things legally from a copywriting standpoint, like if mm -hmm. someone wants me to just take a picture that someone else made, I'm like, I can't do that. We're going to do things you know, legally. And, um, yeah, being really specific, like it, it requires a little discovery session first. So I know what their goal is because I think there's a few layers deep because every project I do is different every time. And, what I do is I, I summarize what, what we had in a conversation, you know, like the details that I find out that they need in the conversation. And then I pretty much say, here's what I think the general deliverables are going to be. And here's, I break it down into like phases. Cause there's a, there's a planning phase, there's a concept phase, and then there's kind of a design phase where you kind of polish everything out. And then there's final deliverables and there's proof and approval along the way. So the client is always being shown something and saying, yeah, this is right. So I know that the next direction I take isn't going to be wasted time. It's like mm -hmm. we take kind of baby steps along the way. After we discover what's needed, we start to develop along lines and we, we, we discover together, you know, because they know, you know, you know your business and I know how to communicate and how to create imagery that's compelling and how to create tools for your business. So it's really neat to see that, to work with different people and, and go through that process. And I don't have satisfaction guarantees aside from the fact that if we follow the proof and approval, and if you, if you give me answers and you, you can envision that, you know, like approving steps along the way so that my next direction is going to be something you've approved. That's kind of like a satisfaction guarantee, which is neat. Um, yeah. 
So that sounds logical. There's there's a lot of differences there in the actual um, work of like what we do mm -hmm. versus that. Creative things are, are a bit trickier because people don't. They're like, oh, that's not what I want. So, but so you have to keep them engaged the whole way because then they then they own those decisions. Like they have yeah. to. Yeah. And I have production. to listen. Yeah. I, I'm like good at listening, kind of like I'm kind of good at boiling down like kind of what people are trying to say and what you know. I try to get to know your clients too a little bit. Like you, you, you know, I learn about your audience, and you know what what do they value? What are you really giving them? And and then I can kind of help boil down messaging and you know the drive of each tool you know that i'm helping you create whether it be on the web or in print whatever or sometimes so email the, campaigns good yeah so that's all good now what are some let's talk about some so you you have to like you said you have to kind of start fresh because you moved and things changed for you so yeah talk about some of the pain because it's it's pain. Business is pain. There's a lot of pain in business. What are some of the pains that you're going through? And I'm going to offer some help based on a couple, of, if I can, based on some of the books I've been reading and things I've been learning. We'll see if we can help you through some pain. Okay. Um, I think right now, um, knowing like being hesitant right going like if, if we take it like from the high level i get hesitant sometimes because i'm like what am i going to be able to put t my time into that's going to pay off the fastest or pay off the most and then i kind of get a little bit what's the word uh i just i get indecisive i think sometimes um especially since i'm starting out and i haven't been doing this for a while or i haven't been as I haven't had to exercise those self-starter muscles as much um, for myself. You know, once I'm doing a project, I'm good and all. But once it's me and I'm figuring out my own direction, I'm kind of like I get a little bit locked up. And I'm like, oh, man, what do I do today? And I've found sometimes connecting with that flow state that you get in where you can see the next step and you know your next baby step and you take it. Um, some days that just seems too big for me. And I just like, I'm like, I'm going back to bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that the kind of pains you're, t you're Yeah. You're so that's, that's all part of it. So let me try to see, let me, let's talk about a few things here. Um, the, the, indec the indecisive behavior from what I've seen and from with me and everything, cause I'm guilty of all that. And I've, I've experienced all the pain he can possibly experience up to this point. And I've overcome some things. So if you're indecisive, right, you can't be held accountable for what you don't do. Like, like if you don't decide to do something, there's, there's no accountability. It's just like, well, I didn't, I didn't figure out what I'm going to do yet. So if you do nothing, you're, you can't even be hard on yourself because you didn't decide to do anything yet. And if you don't do anything, there's no risk. So now you won't have to worry about feeling that pain. So it's comfortable to be indecisive and just be like, yeah. I'll, I'll do that later. All right. I mean, I mean, well, and I'm planning on it and I'm going to build, I'm going to do this, but not doing anything is there's no pain in not doing anything. Does, does that sound like that logical? makes sense? Yeah, it does. So that's the easy way out for us. And what I'm learning is if you're not worried about what you're about to do or actually doing, like if it doesn't if it doesn't feel scary, mm -hmm. then you're doing nothing, and whatever you're doing is pointless. <laughs> so if you're if you're staying in your in your direction, so you have to know what direction you're going. You're going north, whatever. As long as you're moving north, if it's scary, then it's probably good. Now, if you're if you want to move yeah. north and you're going east and it's scary, now you got to redirect, and it might not be a good idea. But it's always going to, it, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful if you're doing, if you're making moves because business or anything that's worth anything is not easy to get. I mean, that's, it's just, that, you, that, right? It is, it isn't. I, that reminds me of something I read a while ago and it was um, that fear is the only thing that actually gets smaller the closer you get to it. Usually other things you get closer to it and it get, they get bigger because in mm -hmm. perspective, but fear gets smaller um, as well. Um, if you move towards your fears, 
I mean, you're saying it's 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 the path of growth and it's a path of prog progress, but also I think that made sense to me because it's true. Once you start doing it, you kind of you can get into flow. Yeah. Now here's another thing. So I'm always afraid of bigger jobs. So we do these things oh, yeah. to chimneys, and it's like, oh, I'm afraid to do that. Here's a for instance. Person wants a new fireplace. We have to rip rip apart their wooden chase, their chimney, rip it apart, rip out a fireplace. It's really tall. It's it's a steep, super steep roof. We need tons of scaffolding. I'm not a carpenter, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Well, it's scary. And we got the job. And now I'm like, oh no, what do we do? Well, all I have to do is, is just do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? So you just start doing it. You know some of the steps along the way. Like, so if you're in any business or you're in any world, you know something about it. Now the project may seem scary. Oh, I don't know how to complete it. Just start. Like, I, I found that with anything that I'm afraid of, if I just jump in and do it, yeah. I figure it out as I go. And so you're a smart guy. And, and there's some people that can't do that, I guess. But if, if you, you, like... I know your type of person you you're smart and you figure things out and like if you're doing something that's not working like if you're trying to nail on a, a, a nail and you're hitting it a certain way and it's not going in you're going to you're going to change up the angle of the hammer like within three seconds for right instance. right yeah You'll just do something different that works and a lot of people don't have that skill they'll just keep doing it the same way and failing but so you kind of have to just be able to pivot and like what you're saying about i remember when i was younger I felt like, wow, if you say yes to everything and figure it out, it's it's great. I mean, like I, I had this thing where I, I was like, I'm tricking everybody into thinking I'm a professional. But there was a well, certain that's point. All we're doing. I know. Really? But it, there, there was a certain point in my career where that stopped and I'm like, wait, I am a professional. I'm not right. tricking people because every time I take a job and right. say yes to it, before I know all the steps, I know a lot of the steps. I know the creative process. That's basically it. like I know the creative process and I can help people get to the end of that You're, process. Everyone's faking it until they're making it. Right. That's, like you have to just do that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And you just, and if you don't know, like if you don't know something, you just don't say, you know, it. just, just right. play cool. <laughs> perfectionism stops a lot of that though. I think perfectionism keeps people from doing something, you know, like right. I, I've been, I, I enrolled in a, a little class a while ago and we were, it was with creative people and it was like one of the main drives of it was do something don't don't just don't wait until you've got perfection you know you mm -hmm. feel like you can do it perfectly just do something because everything you do it's kind of like the idea of the uh what's the word the destination is the journey like you're doing things you're you're doing something and it's going to amount to <laughs> I'm really butchering it really bad right now. No, I'm like, it's like saying the destination is the journey is, is kind of, I always thought that was cool because um, you're making decisions one step at a time and you're, you're doing something and that's going to lead you somewhere, you know, when you, but if you get, if you get locked up, you just won't do anything. If you're afraid of, you know, you're, how you're going to, how am I going to do this if you don't make any decisions? Like you said, it's it's like a comfort zone that doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah. So I'm a fan of, of planning like crazy. Like I'll plan every little step that I can possibly think of for a job. And every single time I do that, it doesn't work that way. So I wasted all that time planning. So like there's a there's a balance. You have to plan out stuff and figure out what you're going to do come up with a goal but if you over plan you're just wasting your time like you just have to get into it at some point yeah like, so with starting a business you can you can spend all this time on websites and names and all this stuff and pre-planning and i'm not going to i'm not going to do the work until kind of just have to do it just get in and do it like you've been, so you've been doing it this isn't your first rodeo you've had no you've you've been freelancing a long time you've mm -hmm. worked for people but now it's almost like you're starting over again so you yeah know, there's it, some it's a different network for you now to create right it is yeah like i'm in a new place i mean what i do i can do remotely um i kind of just have to kind of jump into the internet again as well and just 
maybe join groups that will get me, you know, in contact with other professionals, maybe just use LinkedIn more, use just social media more, which I'm not completely into social media. I'm not always comfortable with that. But whenever I jump on and do it, like whenever I would go on and post about the shirts I was making, the, the apparel I was designing, I would get a few sales that day. If I did that every day and if I just kept building on, on this thing that I've, I have the foundation for, I would be seeing results. And I just have to keep doing it. Um, and that's, I, do, you ever, do you ever like lose sight of the foundation you've built and, and that slows you down or you feel like you don't have anything to work with? Um, I don't know, because that's been a theme for me lately. Since I'm kind of, I feel like I'm starting over, what I'm realizing is I have a portfolio of work that I can show people. Mm -hmm. I have experience, I have knowledge, I have all these things I can leverage, and I undervalue it sometimes when I'm just being negative. And I think COVID has made us negative a lot. And I think, um, I don't know, stuff like that. I, I just have to take stock every now and then and look at what I've got and just leverage it and, and do something with it and see that I have something to work mm -hmm. with, you know, because sometimes I, I freeze up because I don't think I have anything to work with. So just do it. You got to do it. Yeah, just it's do it. Do something. <laughs> Did you ever see that video with um, Shia LaBeouf saying, "Just with do even, it"? With even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> even Stevens is like the best show ever. No, actually, right. Boy Boy Meets World was the best. That was and, great. Um, <laughs> was it Minkus? Could it have been Minkus? Minkus. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so you're in a completely different business, but at its core. Um, business is business. Now you're, you're just going to be, I, I anticipate, I assume, you know, be, you're, you are the business. So like you can't train someone else to do what you do because it, you're, you're the artist here doing it. I, I can, right? there is something I can do. I can, I can curate um, other professionals to help me complete projects. And some of those professionals can do some of the tasks that I've done. Like I can get graphic designers to design things I could manage I could I could be moving into a more managerial role and I could hire the creatives to complete the jobs and I'm talking about designers web developers application developers um, illustrators mm -hmm. because I know I've been in every role in the creative process pretty much in different at different times and I I can envision it and that's what on my website you'll see I'm saying I kind of approach it at the high level and say, I can help facilitate the creative process because I've been all through it. Anyway, what your question was, I, I could, a lot of the things I do, I do by myself right now. I haven't been hiring. I haven't been delegating much unless it's a, a task that I'm just not suited for, which is like maybe web development, like getting into the code in the back end because I'm more front end and I'm more high concept. But um, right now I, I have to, I want to move to towards um, like you're saying, not doing everything myself. All right. So that's good. That that's exactly what I wanted to hear you say. That's perfect. So, cause that, that fits well with this, um, podcast. See, see how we're bringing it to yeah. build from the ground up up with Seth Robinson. Now what I see. So back in the day, I used to be in, um, to graphics and 3d and, and video what do you call it yeah video, i remember video cameras video video <laughs> film VHS. cameras and you i remember we went to see a movie went to see some it was final fantasy the spirits within really nerdy movie and it was it was um computer animated and it you were like pork express <laughs> and you were just like you like didn't know anything about 3d design and we were working at the same place in in scranton pennsylvania or near scranton pennsylvania called herf jones which is a fine papers facility in scranton pennsylvania which is basically That's out of business now in there basically dunder there. mifflin it was yeah, basically it was awesome. the same place that dunder mifflin is on the office but anyway you were we were watching it and you were used to quark express which is a desktop publishing program and you're like they made this in quark express and then you went online and you figured out how to do 3d development and all this stuff and it was so funny that you like started doing all these things and it was great yeah got i, into I got into that stuff big time and and our other buddy raymond was into it we we yeah. we were supposed to start a company called silent partner studios oh yeah um, I remember that. so that brings it full we're going to circle back now <laughs> to so here's what I see you would be good at now. Um, 
you know, the whole creative world is competitive, I guess you could say, and everything's competitive. Um, website development, SEO, all that stuff. It's still just as relevant as it was. Let me adjust my microphone here. It might make a noise. I hate um, SEO. But, you know, that's a that's a, a thing that a lot of companies need, service businesses. So what I've seen, you know, in our industry, there's a couple companies I've seen that have or at least come into our industry and focused on chimney sweeps, but they're creative companies. So they, they targeted on specific service-based companies because they needed a lot of help. They saw the need for it. Um, let's just say you did something similar to that. Um, if you tailor your services to a core group, you could probably get a lot of bang for your, for your time. And mm -hmm. I can see you being able to build a team and you can, I mean, this stuff you can do remotely. Now you don't have to have a building with rent and all that stuff. You just have a remote team. You hire a guy for SEO, you hire a guy for web development, which is like so much different than it used to be now on these platforms. You hire the illustrator, the logo designer, whatever, or you do those, do whatever. Um, but build do a the parts I love maybe. Yeah. And so here's the thing, the e-myth, this is a book that's pretty awesome. You should read it. I talk about the it a e -myth? lot. E-Myth, Revisited, yeah. that's the, like an updated version, E-Myth. And then also read Profit First, but do you could do the audiobooks too, they're good. So like if, I, I could see that working for you because you have the, you've done the management style stuff, especially with Mystery Science Theater. That you were, I mean, I don't know if you were a manager there, but you were managing entire projects yeah, and people. Yeah, I managed the, the process. And, and you were working with all these freelancers and everything. Yeah, so. Cool. You have the experience there. Now, the thing that you'd have to do, and this is what this podcast is all about, is build a business that can, that can scale. Um, and the whole idea is you're, you're kind of building a business on paper first, um, one that would look like, like you would franchise it, kind of. It, like McDonald's, they have their whole business out on paper, and all they have to do is, is the next guy has to follow that plan exactly, and it works perfectly, and it's a carbon copy. Now, <laughs> you build your business that way, even though you're not going to um, franchise it because that's the system that works. It's a, it's a system of systems. And, you know, there's different ways of doing that, and it's a slow process. But if that's something you, if you want to build a business and not a job, that's the way to do it. And I, I mean, the creative world, you know, so many people are like, oh, yeah, artists are starving. Not if you, not if you, hone in on things and, and get into some yeah. markets. Most artists are providing something very specific to few rather than everything to everybody. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, and those are the ones that are doing better right now. And yeah, because they're, they're kind of, it's the same with the home services business. It's a targeted thing. We do this. And, and they make themselves a resource of information too. Mm -hmm. Like the, the model I've seen that's interesting is, it's multi-level. There's like multiple outlets to what they're doing. They're like saying, hey, look at this video I made of this illustration I did. And here's, you know, the medium I work in. If you want to learn more about how to draw like this, you could do this. And then here's me selling stuff with this design right. on it. And then it's yep. just like, and then here's an instruction, like a little ebook I made about this one process that you can learn about. Sometimes, sometimes it's instructional. Sometimes it's... Um, well, it depends. Like I've seen, like I've seen musicians do things that they sell their music and how to do the music, and it's it's interesting. Right. Yeah, that's 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 there. a that's a really popular way of doing it. So where I would see, you know, there's a whole lot of need right now, and there's a company that's been going around to different companies making videos. Like, so everybody wants to tell their story about their business. Not only does that help you bring in new customers it helps you bring in new new employees you have to tell your story yeah and there's some really cool videos out there of different companies and there's there's one company um that's pretty popular in the chimney industry that's been bouncing around doing videos but like that's huge um you know you can get into that stuff too it's like i i normally tell people to just well tell myself this anyway I don't, I'm not a business consultant, so I don't tell people, <laughs> but I tell myself all the time, just stick with one thing because I used to be into everything and I never yeah. made any, everything work. But once I just focused on one thing and it starts to work. Um, but in the creative world, it's a little bit different. Like if you, yeah. if you want to offer just 
marketing services. Yeah. You can hit on those different zones. You, you become like an agency. It. You become right. an agency. Like I find myself like I'm a virtual agency. If I'm a guy who says I, I offer all these things because I have a network of people I rely on to, to you know, create things that an agency would create, that's one thing. But um, what I, if you look at my portfolio, if I want a job somewhere, it's hard because even though I've done so much for Mystery Science Theater, when I was in L.A., it, I mean, I had I had work coming in. I was doing stuff for commercials because with people who knew me, and it, a lot of it was word of mouth. It's easier to do it out there like that. But when I tried to like introduce myself, they're like, "Well, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, look at my here's what I, what did I do? I did all this stuff, and I did all these things, and it's like I had to define myself more. And I would have needed to just spend more time in L.A. during a normal time in history, which is not COVID, and just doing jobs and finding my way, creating, building on that. Um, anyway, the reason I, I brought this up is just because you were talking about niche and I, if I look, that's another thing that I found challenging is my website has a lot of different types of work on it. And while that's kind of a strength when you're managing lots of creative, it's hard to be like, Hey, I just want to, I feel like just designing things and people are like, well, what do you design? I'm like, well, all this stuff, you know, <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I guess for, for you and your industry, um, like saying you're you want to cut down on water intrusion is a niche is that yeah true so or no? so yeah so seth's built you're building some uh, graphic work stuff right now like we're gonna we're making a, a brochure or, or a sales sheet if you will for uh, water prevention stuff repairs um so seth's drawing the custom cross sections of chimneys and and all that and I'm Show them what them they look like them. when they've been all dirtied up and water intruded. Yeah, and all the problems because <laughs> we want to highlight the problems. And it's like when you take a picture of it, you can't always get that across to people what's exactly happening. So, so yeah. I have, we have some drawings of that. Now I, I could do graphic design and some drawing, but this is this is an, some advice for. And I talked about this before. Don't do it if you're a business owner trying to do other things. Hire someone to do this stuff. I don't care if you do you can do it. So what? Yeah, I can draw a chimney. I, it doesn't make sense for me to do it. Mm -hmm. Hire Seth to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's what we're doing there. Like, and I know if you're listening, you probably need Seth's services. You don't have to use Seth, but you should. But you don't have to use somebody. <laughs> but it probably should be Seth. Um, Seth will help you tell your story. He'll tell you. He'll he'll tell your clients the story of the chimney and how how, yeah. how the water intruded in it. And how, so you, let's, how you can protect that journey. <laughs> well, here, here's some ideas for you because we talk about marketing. It's like, okay, I'll do Facebook. All right, whatever. I'll make some postcards. All right, fine. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all obvious stuff, and it may or may not work in your market. But try other things like um, how about coloring books that you hand out at, um, at like home shows? Now, yeah. you got to be careful with the content. I guess, but Seth could draw you a coloring book or a couple sheets that say, keep your chimney safe. And it's a coloring book and the, or whatever. And the kids take it and they color it in and the parents put it on the chimney or the chimney on the, on the, on the refrigerator, like things like that, like random stuff that you might not think of come up with, have Seth draw you a picture of it, like a cute, cuddly bear character <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the kind of work i'm looking for justin cute cuddly bear characters yeah well because um no because so yeah the point is like you might not realize what you need and you probably can come up with some creative ways and then hire someone to do it um i had stuff written down at one point i heard in a in a pot uh from uh, spark marketer they gave some random ideas and they were pretty good and I don't remember where I wrote them yeah, down. Get, doing giveaways for your clients that have something to do with your business, but f you know, just kind of fill another need in their life. You know what I mean? Like, like that. The coloring book is interesting. There's also little tools you can give them. Like, I mean, tchotchkes are overrated, but they they're also underrated. If you're Joni if and Tchotchke. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Joni loves Chachi or Chachi? What is I don't know. Wait, what <laughs> is Joni that? loves is that, Chachi. Yeah, that's that, from, from, uh, that was a spinoff from Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> Joni yeah, loves Chachi. 
or not tchotchke well i i totally forgot what i was saying now but it's okay (laughs) tchotchkes you you know give away chop make tchotchkes and give them away yeah and And also there's some other things about like doing designing crafting um visually crafting what you do and tools that supplement what you do but visual continuity is important a lot of people to take a, a logo and they just, you know, like if, as long as this logo's on it, it's fine. But there's there's an importance of having visual continuity in all your branding. You know, if you give some someone something printed and it calls back visually to your website and it has the same messaging and then it shows your niche that you stand for something that they value. You're basically telling them a story that they can they can relate to and then you're showing them values that they value, you know, that they can relate to and they can adopt. And you're also creating a visual continuity that's like kind of, you know, you're a well put together person. When you know, when you go out, if you look good and if you smell good, it's gonna make a, a better impact. It's gonna make a better impression. And if you consistently do that, it's going to, it's gonna make a it's going to make people warm up to you and it's the same with your business you know if you if right. you have visual continuity and if you have if you're giving them things they can use adding value to what you do i can just help you i can just help brainstorm i mean i don't have all the answers but sometimes what people get from me is i'll just ask them questions i'll ask you the right questions to get you thinking and it'll give you ideas that then you give me and then i can help you accomplish you know some of your goals i'm not i don't have all the answers all i you know your well, business i, I have all the help. answers Justin is the one who has all the answers. That's true. That's why I'm on this I, show. I thought okay. I had all the answers when I was 17. Yeah. That's when I had every answer. <laughs> well, that's when you were at your peak, and I think you've just gone downhill from there. Yeah. Now well, here so, you are. <laughs> so with what you were saying, like <laughs> continuity, that's huge. And I, there's a lot of companies that do not have it. Like their truck is lettered one way. Their business card looks a complete different way. The the logo doesn't match or whatever, or they don't even have a logo. It's just words. Um, that stuff's important. And and if you say it isn't, you're crazy, because you know I'm not a marketing expert, but look at these big companies, right? The big companies spend mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars on a brand, and it's always the same everywhere. Like the logo's always the same. It's always the same color. The, mm-hmm. the lettering has the same thickness in proportion to its size. They do that for a reason, not because they want to spend an extra they, million dollars. Here. They have hundred page manuals that are called brand right. implementation. Well, not maybe yeah. not a hundred pages, but they're brand implementation guides so that everyone in the corporation doesn't screw up when they're making a pamphlet. You know? Right. So like the color's not slightly off. Like yeah. it has to be the same. And that, that stuff matters. And I don't know exactly why, because I didn't study marketing, but like there's a reason for it and I've heard things about it and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. So don't, don't cheap out on, on your brand. Oh, I'm in the home services business. I get a lot of business and nobody cares. Well, they do care. If, if, if someone doesn't remember your name and you're well branded, like they'll remember what it looks like on a truck and they'll see that now when they go online and they click the, your ad and they, in that website pulls up and then they have that memory of of oh i saw that on the road when i was driving and i remember the truck it was well put together and it was clean and all that so it all matters so that's cool now what other pains do you have or what other concerns oh i have something let's i'm not going to ask you a question i don't care what you have to say (laughs) i have (laughs) i didn't know what to say anyway honestly i just thought of something zoned out so this this is great stuff and i'm just learning it and i know you know uh this is there's this book called profit first and so everyone thinks all right i'm gonna start this business i'm going to provide a service it's going to be a hundred dollars it's going to cost me twenty dollars to do it and then they're going to they're going to forget to factor in their overhead which is things like, you know, your vehicles and your, like there's fixed overhead and variable, variable. but there, there's things that we forget when we price something out. Okay, $100 charge and it only cost me $50 in materials. All right, well, so I profited $50. No, you didn't because there's a lot more that you're not even thinking about that you'd have to factor into that job and, and, and percentages of things and how it all works out. But the profit first approach 
is different in the way that when, when you approach it, $100 cost me 50, I profited 50, which you really didn't, but let's just pretend we did. And then you take what's left after you pay the rest of your bills and that's your profit to keep. In profit first, you charge $100, you have a percentage of how much of that is yours right now. So okay, 2% of that is mine. That's $2, I keep $2, it goes in my pocket, it's my profit. Mm-hmm. And then everything else falls after. It, it, it's an interest now. Oh, that's so basic. Yeah, that's obvious. Well, it's not. Trust me. Read the book. It's really cool how you, how how we're wired to just like not operate in a in a common sense way. We're we're being taught to operate with modern accounting principles, and I don't even know how to define that. Other than you do you pay all your bills. Whatever's left is your profit. And you play with numbers and do reports for profit and loss and you can mess with things and make your business look more profitable than it is blah 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 cash flow this that and the other there's all these confusing stuff to really understand where you're at at any given time with how with your business you follow me seth does that make yeah, sense yeah i'm listening yeah because uh-huh. i'm saying a lot of words and i don't even yeah. know if they <laughs> mean anything well but what about these modern okay these modern approaches is that not as they stink they stink because accountants look at things differently Hmm. this book helps you to understand simpler or more complicated it's so much more simple than than they make it so Hmm. they're trained to like i don't know i don't even know what they're trained accountants are good you need an accountant but in order to know where you're at at any given moment, you need a simpler way if you're a business owner like if you're an accountant that's what it sounds like it sounds like if you're a, a, a business owner you need a you need a way to frame it that makes yeah. you more a better decision maker or something. Exactly, there's the point. That's the, the 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 you nailed it. So like, like let's say I look at my my QuickBooks um, file, and I pull up profit and loss. It's like on the main dashboard. It says, oh, you're profiting X amount. We'll just say you're profiting a hundred dollars. We'll keep the numbers low, but for the time span that it's it's marking out. But I've got all these pending bills. I've got all this stuff going on. I've got people who owe me money. And then I'm putting out money now for materials that I don't, they didn't give me a deposit yet for whatever. There's all these things that start overlapping. So if I take a slice in time and say, how much money do I have right now? You can't figure it out unless you go through a ton of reporting. And that reporting is very complicated. If you're just in like like if you're like me i don't understand it it's a pain there's profit and mm-hmm. loss there's um there's uh whatchamacallit the uh your balance sheet it takes into consideration your your debts and all this so it's all this baloney and here's all <laughs> here's how simple it is everyone's grandmother if you're the age of 30 or so in that realm your grandmother probably had a bunch of envelopes in her her top bedroom drawer like her where her underwear and socks were and she put money in those envelopes this is money for groceries this is money for for the bills for the for mortgage whatever and she put it in envelopes and that was the money as she came in she put in there and it went out of those envelopes to pay for different things so at any point grandma could look at her drawer and see how much money she had to pay bills how much money was there for for recreation whatever so translate that into a business it's so simple you have multiple accounts set specifically for certain things um so like in the way i have it set up we have a profit account which you get your profit first you have an operating expense account you have owner compensation your tax and then there's there's some other ones and then there's advanced accounts you can set up but the point is you don't take once you disperse the money into each account that's where it stays so like when it comes into income on the uh, every month twice a month you disperse it to different accounts so i could say in the middle of month do i have enough money to buy this tool well all i have to do is look at my operating expenses my operating expense account see what money's there i know Mm -hmm. that i've already secured my money for my profit I know I already secured the money for myself. And then, you know, you can do payroll accounts. You can split it up like that too. Does does anything come into, it does make sense. Like for me, just the way my brain works, I'm a creative person. I'm not a money person, but I get this like kind of like non-committal kind of thing of what I'm going to do with my money that yeah. pops into my head. Like you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Right. Does Cause you're, happen? you don't understand so, where your money needs to go because you don't, 
always have it in your mind how much you have to put out at that moment or what's going to like come next. Now right. people say, I know what bills I have to pay. I know how much I have. I keep it in my head. It doesn't work because you're always going to look at what's in your bank account and think that's what you have. Because I've done it. I do, I've done it up until this point for two years. Oh, I have money in my bank account. Let me buy that tool. No, you don't have that money in your bank account. It's already spoken for or, you know, whatever. It, and it's just in order to find out, I have to go and do a reports. And who, nobody does that. We act on emotion and impulse. And we're not good at at. So these default. four things, like you named four different categories. Is that like there's there's profit? There's self-compensation, is that what you Yeah, call there, the, I, I forget, here, let me pull up my spreadsheet. You can, like, you can get more. I mean, you don't, have, you don't have to go on if you don't want to. No, I, mean, I can just, just read the profit. Quick. So there's profit, <laughs> profit, owner comp, tax, mm -hmm. operating expense, and then I have one called the vault. The vault is, it gets a, a percentage of every dollar, like all these get a percentage of every dollar that comes in, as it comes in, like, well, twice mm -hmm. a month. And you have to play with the numbers and he gives you a good baseline to start. Um, but like the vault, that money doesn't, yeah, ever, it one? never gets touched. Like it's, I leave it, it's left there forever right. because it's just in case you have an emergency. Now uh. there is a vault usage procedure that I have. So you have to have strict rules. Like it's in emergency situations. If for this emergency, this is what I can do with that money. And mm. I have to pay it back in a certain amount of time. Like there's all these rules you have to put on it. Now here's the other interesting thing. The, the accounts, the tax account and the profit account, you don't see those. So like you make disbursements to it, but it's never in front of your eyes. You like, you don't see how much money's in there because it's a temptation to take it. Mm -hmm. And with tax money, that's not yours. It's not ours. Like it's the government's. So are you, you can't spend it. Are you working in percentages here? Basically yeah. taxes like 30% and then. Yeah. You, like you that? go through a worksheet in the book and, okay. and the audiobook's good too. And it, and it goes through it. And you have to come up with your percentages based on some formulas that he walks you through. Mm. And then you know where you are now and you'll be surprised. You're going to be shocked. Anyone, I don't care how small or big you are. If you're not doing this, you're going to be shocked at how much your operating expenses are and how large of a percentage that is um, of your business. And it's way mm. too much. It's always too much. <laughs> so like immediately you have to start working that away. Now, the other thing is even like for me who I don't have a whole lot of, I yeah, have you, an apartment. Yeah. But it's amazing. You'll see, like you have to add every little thing up. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. All your online fees are insane. I guarantee it. It's it bet, keep yeah. up on you. now, you know that. So when you buy something, you know, the high you feel like everyone feels joy. Well, maybe yeah, not it's, everyone. It's a dopamine release. Right. Right. So you get, get addicted to it. You get that feeling of pleasure. All right. Mm -hmm. And then, then you look at it for a while and then you probably, you get buyer's remorse because you just spent a buttload on something you don't need. Well, it's the book talks about reprogramming your mind. You want to you want to get that same feeling out of saving money. Like so every time you save a dollar, whatever it is, oh, I just saved that or I cut that expense. You can train your brain to get the same response and you get that pleasure out of saving money. It's really awesome. Hmm. Um, and you, you get like a high out of it. Is there a, is there like I mean, I'm just curious, but that sounds like it could lead down a stress hole for me. You know what I mean? Is there like a kind of a balancing? Oh, it's, it's completely the opposite. Yeah. So here's where, what led me to this. I, I was feeling like, okay, I have business. We're growing, got employees, getting more, whatever. We have jobs. We're busy. We're booked out too far. And I was, I'm always stressed. Like, I don't know if this is enough money. Am I making enough now? I know my numbers and what it costs to do jobs. Okay. Okay. But I'm always stressed. Like, is this enough? Cause I don't know. I have to pay all this stuff and I don't, I'm not saving for this. I'm not saving for that. As soon as I did this, I had my stress level just drops. Like it sounds like maybe you knew where things were kind of, you, you like had the big picture and you, if you knew where you were saving money, then you were yeah. stressed less. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Like, okay, you might have it in your head, like where you are financially at all times, but there's too much unknown. It, it, it's, it's such a simple process. It really is. And some people laugh at it because they say it's stupid. Like the, he talks about that in the book. Every, the accountants tell me he's an idiot. But it, it, so many, it's helped so many people. Like it's just mm -hmm. 
the profit first mentality is so much better because we all have been trained to operate whatever's left, that's your profit. So you try to increase your sales over your expenses as much as you can to make the profit. Well, it's not like, you know, you can increase sales, like you can do more business, but if you're, you actually might make less because it costs you more to make, to do that business if you're, if you're not an efficient process. Hmm. And so that's not really the solution. More sales is not always the solution. You know, maybe eventually it is once everything's in order, but it's really cool stuff. And and it's good for anyone, small business, large business, no business. It's even good just for if you manage a house, same kind of thing. It sounds like one of the things if I like, I'm like reapproaching my business. Like it sounds like just having a system for money is just going to give me a lot more confidence going forward. Yeah. You need a system for everything. Yeah. Like it's and and as an artist, I've never really had a system for money other than make enough money so that I don't have to worry about how much I'm spending. And (laughs) and I've never been like the kind of guy who lived complicated. Like I don't want a lot. I was just like, well, you know what? I don't have to think about my bank account right now. So I feel good. Right. Because um, you looked at it and your your bank account had money. mm -hmm, Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's really there. It's like it's deceiving. Yeah. yeah. Because it gets taken away very fast. That happened to me today. Today's bill paying day. So on the 10th and the 25th, you pay your bills with this program. And I had money in the account, and then I paid a bunch of bills, and I had less money. And I was like, oh, there's not as much in there as I thought there was. <laughs> Clearly. <I> those <laughs> like, and so it's, but here's what it helps you do. Now you see there's a pipeline, and it's like, all right, well, I have a pipeline. I know I have, I know I saved money for the taxes this week. I put the right amount in for, for my, my pay. I put the right amount in for my profit. And the interesting thing about profit is every quarter you take out 50% of the profit and you t- you just give it to yourself, 50%, not the whole thing. And mm-hmm. it's like a little reward. Everyone needs a reward. We're working hard. This is our business. We're working hard. But if we're not making money, what's the point of it? Like so many business owners will, will not pay themselves, mm-hmm. but everyone else gets paid. And they're stressing out all the time and not making any money, but everyone else is. Oh, okay. like, what's the point of that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's neat. Like, and also, <laughs> it, it sounds like this helps you just make, help helps you prior. well, yeah, helps you make goals and priorities. Yeah, and you need to, my opinion of this is you have to do this stuff even if you're super small. Like, I've always tried to be as organized as possible and have systems in place even, even when I was didn't even understand what they were really just like always going above and beyond what I needed system wise to be ready for something in the future. If we can grow it, like just, and I did that in the factory I used to work for. I made software that was way beyond what we needed at the time, but I had the time to do it then. And then as we grew a little bit, it, it, we needed it. And I was glad I already had it implemented. So there's, you know, Hmm. that's, that's another subject there, but cool hopefully that makes sense we've been on this for about an hour and maybe we still have listeners or not but we'll we'll keep talking i'm gonna well we can end the podcast for now but we can keep talking all right so the point is great talking to you the point is seth robinson is a guy that can do some of your art related things graphic design he's working with my business right now We're, we're designing some some literature for homeowners to, to, Co- to look communications at. tools, communication. communication tools and branding kind of help with your brand and stuff like that. Yeah. Because here, here's the thing. If you're a chimney guy or you're an anything guy and you're selling people stuff in their house or whatever, solving their problems, you can, you can voice it. You can communicate that way. You can show them pictures, but diagrams and things and brochures that they can hold on to when you leave are great. You can use the product brochures like that Saver Systems has and things like that, but you know you might want them a little bit more um, fine-tuned. And so Seth's your guy. And if you can't remember how to get a hold of him once you think about it, just get a hold of me, and I'll give you his info. So Seth, Seth we appreciate you being SethDraws.com. here. SethDraws.com. SethDraws.com. How do you spell Seth? B-E-T-H? Oh, wait. No, that's Beth. That's your wife's name. <laughs> Weirdo. S-E-T-H. <laughs> Um, one last thing, Seth's nickname, well, we had oh names God. from his dad when we were kids, Sethy and Justigan. Yeah, that was our name, Sethy and Justigan. <laughs> and my family so, also called me Sethward. Sethward. 
because my middle name is Edward. But nobody Seth. nobody needs to know this crap. Sethworddraws.com. Sethdraws.com. Sethdraws.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And that'll do it for Built from the Ground Up. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs>